Okay, Linnell, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Appreciate your time. Um, why don't you tell the listeners maybe who you are and maybe uh, what your origin story is. How did you get started in your career? So honestly, I stumbled into marketing and PR. I didn't plan on this. Uh, my initial goal was to be a politician. So I was trained for politics. I started at the Global Studies and World Languages Academy at Tallwood High School. And from there, I got my bachelor's in public policy from William and Mary. And so it was on that track of how to be a policymaker, how to gain the constituents' trust, and how to build like your brand message from that aspect. Once the, you know, once it came down to graduation, I started, you know, interviewing with legislatures and different people from federal and state government, and I realized that I didn't have the heart for politics. It wasn't necessarily a matter of, like, could I do it? I could definitely do the job, but the problem with millennials is you want to believe in what you do, and I was guilty of that, and I didn't want to reach a position where I would have to go against my morality and my values in order to do my job, essentially. And so rather than wasting all this education, I pivoted into PR and marketing. So I worked for a local PR firm, the KVD Group. That was my first introduction with Kelly Webb, and she's incredible as a human being. And from there, I was motivated to start my own LLC, and that was really just the love child of Latin dancing. So in order for me to be a great Latin dancer in this saturated market, how do you stand out? You create a business to support your dream. And I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs end up doing. They uh, create a dream and a company around that dream. And for me, it's just been a really great journey with marketing. I'm a big learner, I love learning. Depending on which company you're working for, it's it's an experience. You get to work with the CEOs or the top C-suite executives and be like, how does this company work? Why are we doing this? Um, and how can we change it to make it the best? So, that's love it. that. And so how has marketing and PR and public relations and for the listeners, how has this kind of uh, changed over, you know, when you first started and, you know, maybe, you know, Instagram has, you know, emerged, uh, you know, audio and video are continuing to, you know, kind of sweep in and, mm -hmm. you know, create, uh, you know, more direct channels uh, to, to spread a message. Maybe what have been your observations uh, maybe since you started and then maybe where we are today so in the beginning a lot of marketing was typical of the salesman technique you know the cheesy salesman from back in the day they're like buy now buy now and they're all in your face and just constantly yelling at you and eventually the industry realized that's not going to work because if my company is yelling at you and another company is yelling at you you get stressed because you're like why are you yelling and so the companies that were standing out and setting themselves apart, similar to you, Hamilton, are the ones that listen to not only their consumers and their target audiences, but they have the foresight to see where the world could be. And so sustainability started taking priority um, as much as we hated like, the targeting and just really getting more uh, data-centric. There's been a huge increase in that and how to follow your person around to reach them at the right moment. So whenever you're talking to about Google, 
and say you're like, man, I really want a taco, and it pops up on your Google feed, hey, here are local taco spots around you. It's a little creepy, but when used correctly, marketing and public relations can be there when you need it, and it makes it a seamless process as if it was your next thought. And so that's been a really great evolution that I've seen. We're using more AI to anticipate and use past patterns and established procedures to predict the future in a better way. So it's almost guiding the consumer towards this more sustainable world without them kicking back. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so today, maybe, you know, talk about marketing and like maybe what you do with marketing, like how... Are you kind of structured? Do you work with agencies? Do you do stuff in-house? How do you think about that? How big is the team? Maybe just paint a picture. So our credit union is pretty small. It's the oldest credit union in our area. It started as the Navy Yard Credit Union. And from there, it evolved from the shipyard to service the entire Hampton Roads area, which includes the 17 municipalities. And we're not even going to go into the 757. But... What we started as was uh, people helping people. So that was our initial mission, our vision, our purpose. And it was a bunch of credit union workers that were like, we need a credit union to you know, handle our finances and grow with our lives. And so from there, <clears throat> our team has evolved. We have roughly 30 people now. It's mostly handled in-house with the exception of a couple external projects. And I think the mission still remains the same, to help people and create like just to evolve as people evolve. Because the problem with businesses trying to anticipate people's needs is if you tell someone what to do, they're more likely not to do it just because you told them to. Mm Because people are stingy. They'll be like, no, I'm not going to close the door even though it's 30 degrees outside because I'm not listening to you. And that's a problem that wiser businesses realize you can't tell people what to do but you can always provide them resources in case they have questions so what that looks like today is instead of saying we have the best interest rates and the lowest credit cards it's like we have options available to you if you don't have $25,000 in your account right now if you are living paycheck to paycheck it's okay because that's part of life not everyone will have this like huge 401k and have been investing since they were in high school but then that doesn't negate from other people's experiences who are in those situations it's just different strokes for different folks and the beauty of our credit union is we focus more so on the people who aren't quite there yet It's like, hey, you want to be here? Here's how you can get there, but let's help you along the way so you understand why you're doing what you're doing. So how are you reaching uh, these uh, target customers, these actual customers? (laughs) I get the messaging and, you know, it makes sense. Like, you know, there's different kind of segments Mm -hmm. that you can break different customer sets down into. How are you kind of getting the word out? Is it television? Are you guys doing print? Are you doing social media? Do you work with the influencers? Maybe paint a marketing mix. So the cool thing about being smaller and working with like a more 
restricted budget is that you get to get creative. So we do a lot of social media posts. We have had a couple of radio ads. Those just ended. We use um, South Norfolk Jordan Bridge display ads because of the credit union's connection to the, the Navy Yard. And we'd like to expand our marketing efforts, but for right now, a lot of our members come from generations, which I don't think a lot of credit unions can say. Like, someone's great-grandfather was a member of our credit union, their dad was, they are now in high school, and they might be taking advantage of our credit union that we have at Woodrow Wilson High School in Portsmouth. So we're trying to start them off early and then continue that legacy throughout the family because Again, it's you're more likely to listen to someone and buy in if someone recommends it to you, but it's more like a recommendation. If someone tells you, that's a difference, and then you get that pushback. But if someone's like, hey, um, have you heard of Northern Star Credit Union? It's you know my credit union. I love their interest rates. I get like $7 back on my checking account just for using it. And it's like, wow, that's more than the 20 cents I make at this one per year. Yep. Tell me more. And really, that's how it starts. Marketing is all about starting the conversation and just making sure that when you're saying, hey, do you want to talk? They're at a position where they're like, oh, listen, sure, I got the time. And kind of speaking about that, what are, what are you doing for yourself, I guess, in terms of like mentors or uh, advisors or maybe some resources? Like, how do you how do you sharpen that that skill set to you know be able to bring value to the the customer so i am constantly taking advantage of google alerts i like to read at least 3 to 5 articles per day on what's going on in the world what's going on in my industry and what's going on locally because in order to formulate this marketing strategy and like be a part of like the leadership team and like where we're going, we have to see where we've been, where we currently are in relation to where we live, but then also make it competitive enough to be sustainable 20 years later. So that's what I do. I met a lot of great mentors through Lead Hampton Roads, through the Chamber of Commerce. That's a great program. They put like 40 different professionals from across all the industries in Hampton Roads together to give you a behind the scenes tour of why our region is the way it is from the legislative way to the entrepreneur community and everyone in between and it's a great way to not only get excited for where we've been but also to envision where we can be so that's part of the envision 2020 campaign that's been going on with different economic development groups in the chamber and like business leaders across our region so that's something that I'm glad to be a part of I don't think I would have had those experiences if it wasn't for a diverse work background so I'd highly encourage anyone who's looking for mentors to just get out there like with Hampton Roads they do have a lot of resources available particularly for young professionals like the DT100, like Thrive, like just any group of young people getting together. We have a great energy in the region right now, and that's something that will help motivate you to be better if you surround yourself with better people. Are you going to like any conferences, or do you go to like any, I guess, like events or meetups in particular, or maybe any that are out of town that you go and like learn about credit unions or like learn more about? Uh, marketing strategies like do you have anything like that Vegas yeah they do have um like a marketing group 
It's a credit union marketing group, and what they do is every year they have this conference in Miami. Unfortunately, at the time, I could not attend this previous year, but different credit union organizations, they have one for public relations professionals, one for marketing professionals, and then just general credit union in general. So there's the Virginia Credit Union, they have like monthly meetings and like organized meetups, and those are great resources. Um, there's the local PR of Hampton Roads, like PRSA, the Public Relations Society of America. There's a Hampton Roads chapter. They have different workshops and seminars where they'll talk about like social media, how to use influencers to like affect your brand, or how to optimize your SEO on your website to make sure that you're getting you know more optimized leads that are more likely to say yes. So those definitely help. It's just a matter of like what's going on as far as like outside of work and scheduling. And how does, I'm jumping around a little bit, how does the credit union sort of, I guess, compete with maybe a traditional bank or maybe like any other type of, you know, kind of service provider, uh, maybe that accepts deposits or kind of makes loans? Mm -hmm. Maybe talk, I guess, broad strokes about, um, you know, like, how does a business kind of work? Like, is there an advantage for a business to, you know, sign up and be a customer? So the great thing about credit unions versus a bank or, like, a get cash fast type of business is we actually care about the person. Each application is weighed and reviewed by an individual within the credit union, so it's not as streamlined as a bigger bank that has the resources and they just, you know, check yes or no based on whatever keywords popped out in your application. We'll be like, well, you know, he just graduated from college, so he probably doesn't have the income that he needs to reach this goal, but he does have straight A's or like his mom was a member, his grandma was a member, so let's give him a try. We'll make those calls versus he's not a safe bet. Uh, I feel like a lot of bigger financial institutions will see you as a number, and it's like, how likely am I going to get money out of you? Yes? Cool. We'll sign you into debt. No? Uh, you're not worth our time. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. And how's the, going back to the team a little bit, like, how is it structured? Like, did you say it's about 30 people in the whole company? Mm -hmm. And maybe what do those 30 people do? Are they all, uh, you know, kind of focusing on customer relationships or... Like how many people kind of work in marketing and like help tell the tell the story, get the word out there versus like maybe how many people are like kind of operational, like checking the, you know, was my, you know, was the dad a, uh, mm -hmm. a member or not, that kind of thing, like maybe break it down. A nice majority of the company is dedicated to member services. So our tellers and the branch managers make up the bulk of our personnel just because they're people facing. So if someone has a question about their account, they're like, hey, I'm going through tough times. I need to you know, refinance my mortgage or something like that. You need to have those people available equally as often as people are like, I just want to take out a deposit. It's like, ma'am, you know you can do this at anywhere closer, but this is the way she's always done it for like 50 years. So you just do it anyways. And the other half of that is devoted to lending. So indirect lending and direct lending. What that entails is it's like if you come into the credit union and you want to take out a personal loan, 
you would speak with one of our lending officers there, so those are available at the credit union. But additionally, what indirect lending looks like is if you're at CarMax and you're, you see a car, you fall in love, you do the test drive, they're in the office and they're like, okay, how would you like to finance this? You got approved at this, this, and this. Northern Star Credit Union would be one of the companies that you were approved by, and so that's another way that, one, we reach people outside of the credit union, outside of our usual market, but also how you get the word out and expose people to your brand. I like that. Mm-hmm. And so um, that brings up a good point, so it's kind of like partnership and... A lot of partnerships in the community. Because we don't have the breadth or budget or capabilities as some of the bigger credit unions in this area where we really shine is that we're from here we care about people who live here and we're like all of our branch locations are based out of Virginia so if you have a problem chances are you could talk to someone from the executive team about it which is great that's great Um, maybe talk about your maybe a campaign or maybe a project that you're most excited about or that you're most proud of, something that you've done, whether it's at the credit union or maybe it's something um, at a different uh, point in your career, maybe like a campaign that you're, you know, excited with the outcome. Hmm. With the credit union, a campaign that was really successful was our Beach Bash partnership with Intercom. So we were the, oh my goodness, the swim contest, uh, sponsor of Polly D's Beach Bash in Hampton and that is Polly D from Jersey Shore and it's based out of Hampton, Virginia and what he does is each year he has this annual event where he'll DJ and they'll have like you know all kinds of young people come from near and far to hang out on the beach and essentially have fun with Polly D. That's cool. It's definitely very gym tan laundry. It was a first of its kind for the credit union but it was our target demographic and so what I really appreciate about the leadership is that even though it's not something they've done before and there's no game plan previously on how to do it, they are open to seeing that if this is going to reach our people directly, why wouldn't we just say yes? So I like that our CEO trusts the people that he hires for the positions that they work in to research and be capable enough to make strong recommendations that he can co-sign on. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. Well, no, this is great. So where can the listeners connect with you and maybe where can they follow your uh, your journey? LinkedIn. LinkedIn's uh, definitely a under, underestimated, undervalued. It is not utilized to the extent that it needs to be, particularly with young professionals, just because it is a great resource to start that conversation. So you can reach out and be like, hey, Hamilton, I really like seeing your bags and like the Virginia pilot, you know, I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn and follow your story. And then here we are, I'm on a podcast. That's crazy. There it is. And the so power of connecting. really that's what 2020 you, is uh, all about. Just making connections and following through with them. So Linnell Hoggerbrook on LinkedIn. I'm also involved with Latin dancing. So if anyone's trying to dance, I'll point you in the right direction along the East coast. California is on your own. Get some dancers <laughs> your way. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me.